Welcome back to Teaching with the Body and Mind. I'm Mike, and I'm here with Joey. Hi. And Ross. Hi, Mike. And Tom. Hi, Mike. Hey. Now, last week we were talking about consent and gunplay, things like that, but I thought we should talk more about consent in general. Mm -hmm. And I guess in terms of bodies, just that idea that each child or each person has a right to their own body and what happens to their own body. And... You know, the, how that works with children might be a little different, but I think it's still important that they learn how. And so even thinking about really young children, infants and toddlers, uh, we need to care for their body, right? So, that, you know, we're going to have to change their diaper, things like that. But I really do see a reason for moving towards the idea that you tell the child what you're doing. I have to, you know, clean your bottom now. I have to, you know wipe your vulva or wipe your penis and one, give them the language that they need, right. um, which does generally make children safer when it comes to potential abuse. Um, right. Children who know the words for things are much less likely to actually become victims. Um, and there's reasons for it, partly because if they know how to talk about it, potential predators stay away from them because mm. it's the kid who is afraid or doesn't know mm -hmm. how to talk about it that is, you know, the, the most right. vulnerable. So not to freak people out. Okay, this episode's not here yeah. to freak people out. <laughs> but but also I think it also for those that if those situations do come up, then children have language and can identify what's been going on and maybe able to talk about what's right. happening if it if yeah. it has and the same is true for health reasons, you exactly. know. Exactly. The kid who can talk about a yeast infection because, you know, Mm -hmm. It hurts. Because it's, it's happening. Yeah, yeah. But if you don't know what it is or how to do anything about it, then... Right. And I, and I have to say, I had a kid in my class who, um, as the teacher, I didn't know what she was talking about because she kept talking about her wallet hurting. Mm. And I had no idea that her parents had started using the term wallet for her vulva. Hmm. So when she told me, I didn't think anything of it, didn't pass the information to her parents because... I right. had no idea what she was talking about. I right. figured she was just sort of misused. She heard one of her parents talking about their wallet or something or yeah, mm -hmm. whatever. And I had no idea that she was actually saying. Yeah. And the parents didn't give you the the kind of the words they were using either. Right, so, yeah. right. Yeah. With preschoolers, which is really the age group we usually talk about, I think a lot of that comes into play with the idea that making kids hug or kiss um, grandma, cousins, nephews. And I know culturally... Mm -hmm. That has been a thing. We sort of have kids do that. But I I feel like there's just too many instances of things that culturally we used to just ignore that we're more aware of, that mm -hmm. um, abuse from adults in children's lives. And most abuse happens from people that children know, mm -hmm. not from strangers. And so it comes down to this idea that whatever it is, priests, coaches, teachers, you know, People who are have an authority presence in the child's life, and the child doesn't really have a way of, uh, or doesn't have the confidence that they can say no or that mm -hmm. they can tell other people. So I can is, think of oh. I can think of an instance where a parent came to us in the center and said, "You know, we really want we really want our children to hug grandma and grandpa, mm -hmm. and they're reluctant to do that." Yeah, and they really uh, culturally they thought that's what was important right to show some respect and sure. affection to the grandmother and grandpa and they were really conflicted because they understood some of our message was you know it's 
you can try and make a kid do it, but it it's it's not really genuine to begin with. Right. I, I and it happened in our family too because some people wanted to make sure they got hugs from the grandkids. Right. And the grandkids didn't want to do it. So, I mean, it's a really hard I, I, issue because yeah. Also, also there's a, there was another parent um, from another culture, mm-hmm. another another not even from the U.S. from another culture, and it was really important for her to make sure her child greeted everybody. That was mm-hmm. a, that was kind of a norm in her culture, right? Mm-hmm. And it was uh, in some ways uh, it was it turned out to be a very nice and warm gesture mm-hmm. yeah, uh, yeah. because the kid was learning what the social norms were we, we didn't have to hug or anything mm-hmm. like that but it was still a matter of saying hello how are you mm-hmm. right and i and i do think that's important it is i'd want to replace it just like everything we talk about usually is mm-hmm. about how do you replace a behavior with something else so, i'm a very physically affectionate person and and i am with the kids i work with as well or sure. even you know you know, meeting a friend's baby or, you know, those kinds of things. And I understand what you're saying, but, but at the same time, like I give hugs and Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't ask. I I, I mean, I know my kids and I come up and Mm -hmm. I give them a squeeze and certain, and I mean, I guess you have to take my word that I can read cues Mm -hmm. and that if they don't want it, you know, I I figure it out, but I'm still, I'm, my mind is kind of stuck on like, you know, when I meet, you know, I'm going to go meet my new niece. I'm, she's a baby. She can't right. talk to me. I'm going to kiss her. Right. And I'm going to tickle her belly. And I'm going to do all the things yeah, yeah. That you do with a baby. Yep. And I'm not, I think and I'm the not saying. Is, yeah. I mean, to me, there's nothing authentic about like saying, but I'm going to give you a kiss now. But to me in this case, mm-hmm. it's more about if a child told you no or pushed away. So those are the right. two things that they're... If either of those things happened, would you keep... No, I'm just, I just want to hug, you know. Right. Like, no, you don't no, push away. No, no, I just, right? I just, yeah. I and just, that's, I think, the thing. It, it's not necessarily. I just to distinguish so, when you yeah. have a relationship and you can just give yeah, hugs. Yeah, yeah. Or the kids right. just come sit in your lap. Yeah. You know, and, right. and they're not always hugging back. I mean, sometimes, you know, right. the, the shy kid, you're doing the side hug. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, and they're but not. But that's just a, it. You're doing the side hug. You aren't doing the hug the same way. So I'm not saying that you don't hug kids, but when the child is shying like moving away shying away which is what i would mm-hmm. see with yeah. my own child with you know grandma or grandpa mm-hmm. they're kind of shying away and it's like well will you say good night to them like you mm-hmm. know i'm not going to force them or give away or give away yeah, yeah exactly yeah. To, but i'm to, just i guess i'm just like i feel like human yeah, yeah. human interaction no, is more it's, natural it's than to, yeah lots of I'm explaining not, and, what you're about the, to do the, but i do yeah. feel like when you're changing diapers when you're doing things like that where you're actually touching body parts same with the doctor should always be letting a patient know that they're going to do something. So it's not like about it is. your relationship. Yeah, it's more. Right. But that's what I mean maybe. more. Yeah, like yeah. and and but, you don't have sorry, to be like, oh, can I wipe your bottom? It's more like, oh, I'm wiping your bottom. And mm-hmm. partly what you're doing is we talked about it before. Of we're labeling body parts as right. we help mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. infant or the toddler. And and you're offering help. Say, I you need help with this right now, and right. I, that's my job is I'm mm-hmm. here to help you. But I think I think there's that right with a baby. But I think that's kind of gets back to what Tom was talking about. Mike, you've talked about it too. That idea that we don't want to force it, but this would, I think, with your niece, there would be that. This is that modeling of love. This is how mm-hmm. you can show affection. Yeah. This is how you can have that. So, when your niece is two, and you show up and you just open your arms, she runs and just 
smashes into you with a big hug because she's so excited and she knows that's how we can show so not at all but yes <coughs> she but, would yes but, or a child might they yeah. might do that but if they didn't right. you wouldn't yeah, yeah. you wouldn't chase her around no, the house and say give her. me that hug right because you know that right. we right. that wouldn't be comfortable and i think this some one, people would some people would some people and yeah oh and i've definitely <laughs> seen other people sort of say no give grandma a kiss and kind of uh -huh. pushing right. their child so towards we, them that's we, the type of thing i'm right if we're wanting to do no harm to children in terms of when they come to school and when they come to our programs and they want children to be strong emotionally, socially. Why does that have to go away when it's family? Because we know it's often those family members right. or it's people you're close with that the, the higher percentage of abuse takes place. Mm -hmm. And so now if, if you're not listening to me when I don't want this hug, well, then why would this other family member who's right. doing things that's r very inappropriate... I'm, why would I say stop? Because you're not going to stop. So right. I think it brings in that element. And I think they're the and one we thing. we talk about with roughhousing, too, <clears> the same <throat> thing. I think so. But at, one area that I think often gets overlooked a lot, and I'm thinking from my own childhood and from other areas, is tickling. I was just thinking because the same thing. Because it's yeah. funny and you're laughing, but tickling can be ha 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 to now I, I don't like this anymore, but I'm, I'm still laughing, but I've gone from fun to yep. nervous laughter. Now I'm screaming and the other person's like, no, you love this. This is so much fun right. for me, but not for the recipient right. of it. So I think it's... Well, and, the recip and the person doing it can also like, it is true that the person was having fun. They were. But you don't keep doing it. Just like, I mean, I like ice cream. And if someone kept shoving ice cream in my right. mouth for 30 minutes straight... Right. The first 25 would be great. <laughs> 26, I'm, re I'm reconsidering. Exactly. But. <laughs> so, so it's the thing of it doesn't, that's part of consent that I feel like our culture kind of doesn't teach. It's and like, it can be something you like, right. but you don't want it right now. Well, and I think it was alluded to in that episode last week where this is the foundational trial of this. Because when you do have a romantic partner, or you do have that situation that one says... This is, yeah, things are happening. Now I don't want to do this anymore. That the, uh, your partner would say, okay, yep, we're done. Versus, no, I want to keep doing this. Then we know that your, right. your consent has now changed. Yeah. And so and I think it, this is that modeling <coughs> yeah. that it's, we don't think about, but it can lead to right. that later understanding and decision-making as adults. Yeah. It, it's it's never quite so simple because I can even think of my uh, one of my granddaughters who you can play kind of rough with her mm -hmm. or you initiate some roughness and she'll she'll step away and she doesn't want yep. and i'm reading the cue she doesn't want to do it and then a minute later she's coming back to me yep. to mm -hmm. look for that kind yeah, of yeah. because she's processed it in such a way right. that she knows she's not going to get hurt and right. it was kind of fun all that kind mm -hmm. of and being I do upside think down and rolling around right. and i do think there's something about <laughs> the trust level of she know if she can step back and you stop Right. That means she knows she can trust you to go back and do it again. If she if she stepped back and you tried to do it, then she might be less willing to right, right. do it. So I think in some ways she's it's almost like she it's a conversation a nonverbal conversation of like, mm -hmm. are you reading my cues? Okay, well right. then I know if we're roughhousing, so, it gets so, too much. So I can I've trust known you too. I've come come up behind kids and lifted them up, yeah, and yeah. I've heard and I've heard people say you should never do that and say yeah I'm going to lift you up now, but it, once I've lifted them up. Their body's telling me what what mm -hmm. should happen, right? And mm -hmm. then I will know. No, you don't do it with this kid. But some kids, some kids, yeah. It, that's, it's that's, like, and how how else would I know play. that it's about that child? Yeah, if, that's, if, if mm -hmm. they enjoy that surprise mm -hmm. and that. That's fair. Yeah, it's interesting because uh, Mike started with it, and I, you know, that the, the kid gets to say, and that we're going right, to teach right. them to say. But as we're talking, and I don't know how to un unpack this, the adult has to 
also understand. Right. Yeah. So because yeah, I think one thing I want to talk about is about like what you can teach or from Mm -hmm. my view. Mm -hmm. Right. And so first of all, I should just say that there was this era for a long time. We talked about stranger danger Mm -hmm. and the way we thought we'd keep kids safe is by teaching them to not talk to strangers. Mm -hmm. And one I think it's kind of rude not to talk to strangers. Mm-hmm. And some kids... You're going to make them talk to strangers? <laughs> yeah, go talk to them. No, not make them, but that they should feel okay doing it. And then also right. that some kids will even get that fear of strangers. Right. And the truth is when something happens, if they get lost in a store, guess right. who helps them? It's a stranger, yeah. you know? And, and it might be a stranger who's... Yeah. buying frozen peas. It might be the security guard right. wearing a uniform. It might be just anybody walking through the store wondering, exactly. are you okay? But they're all strangers. They are all strangers, yeah. And so there are some kids who will get afraid. And I think in general, our society, we get so used to kids not talking to people. and Because there's that, such a fear. There's, 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 there's this myth. There's that fear and there's no... And I will say that I just read Free Range Kids, which talks a lot about this you know, that myth. And the, the book was written when it was still, there was that show, America's Most Wanted, and all this mm. stuff about, you know, the, the kids on milk yep. cartons for people who are old enough to remember that, yep. like the missing kids. And even that, if you were old enough to remember the kids on milk cartons, that very, very, very few mm. kids were actually taken by a stranger and still to this day. And in fact, it happens even less nowadays. Right. What we actually need to do to protect kids is to have, feel confident about their body and to be able to say no. And I think that's the part we teach. So you pick up a kid playing where you pick them up without them seeing you're from behind and then they say no and they have the right to do it and you set them down and say oh sorry i w- i was trying to play but i didn't re- you know i, I mm-hmm. thought you liked but you didn't mm-hmm. so i now i know and the kid who likes it now you know so it can happen that way but kids should know that they have a right mm-hmm. to say no and that you can teach them and you can also teach them about um, generally for preschoolers or younger mm-hmm. while you can't you know you can use certainly use the words like vulva, penis, often what you kind of say, you know, is that the parts that cover your, you know, that a bathing suit covers mm-hmm. are things that, you know, adults don't have the right to touch right. unless it, um, it's a doctor or, you know, someone taking care of you that, and even so, I want you to let me know. Yeah. And, right. or, and you let, so uh, the parent or the, you know, is, is the one telling us or the teacher. And then if, you know, if that parent or teacher doesn't believe you you get to tell another person right. another grown-up right and you keep telling like that that's the children's right right to say no mm-hmm. and to tell other people there's no kind of touch that people that kids shouldn't be able to tell somebody else right. about right well, and this might be dropping too much information in but i remember as a kid there was a boy that i would play with in the neighborhood and we were about the same age the same size and i would you know have a new pair of sweats or sweatsuit on or something like that and the mom was like, hey, let me see that. And she would check the tag in the back of my sweatpants to see what size it was. Right. To be like, oh, can I, you know, that right. would be about the same size. And it wasn't, she wouldn't, uh, it was a few times where she's like, oh, that looked, I like that, maybe he would like that. Right, right. And she'd go, let me see. And she would, you know, open the back of my sweatpants to look at just the tag. But I remember having that feeling like, I don't like this. Right. <laughs> And I didn't know how to say anything about it. And there wasn't, I mean, that was it. There was nothing else right. connected to it other than a mom wanting to buy clothes right. about the same size for her yeah. child. But and I, I, even as a, even as a s- probably seven, eight year old, right. I was like, mm, yeah, why are you doing Cause it? Cause it was getting into that. And private even area if intentionally of, she didn't mean anything by it. It's still right. that thing. It's a, it, you're allowed to have your feelings about it and you right. should have had the, 
But she and she would been able to say something. She would ask and she would right. say, you know, but she would it would be more not really a question like, come here, let me check the size of that, right. versus can I see what size that is? How differently that would have felt for yeah. me, or had I had discussions, you know, and this kind of thing going on when I was a kid to say, no, I I'm not comfortable with that. I can tell you right. it's size seven eight, right? Because I can read these numbers, or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. So I think there is that feeling that. It doesn't seem like a big deal, but I think we it's very easy to fall into that, well, that's just the way that it's been, or that's not a big right. deal. And it's not a big deal for most of us, but it yeah. can be a big deal for some. And do again, do we not want to carry kind of the... I, I would want to have that do-no-harm mentality where right. am I going to ask? And I think, yeah. talking about that, I'm going to ask, do you want back rubs today during nap time? Because right. rather than me just going up and... Doing that because it's, yeah, I'm just going to rub yeah. your back to help you f- fall asleep. You might want that, but you might not want it. And if you don't, then there's then we're sh- we're dismantling the trust that we've established between right. myself, the teacher, and you, the child, that you didn't want this, but I'm going to do it anyways. Or I didn't check in with you if you wanted that in the first right. place. And so I think there becomes that power dynamic between the adult and child. Like, well, you're just the adult, so I guess I've just got to do what you say, which th- is probably... A, f- a feeling yeah, that yeah. happens a lot with uh, victims or kind of children who've suffered abuse right. from adults is that I couldn't say anything because yeah. they were the grown-up, and yeah. that's not my role. And I think, right. Mike, your point to just say, if we're giving children that opportunity to say, no, I don't want that, right? I don't like that, and that you the responsibility of the adult to say, yep, I'm sorry, I we we had we played that upside down flip game yesterday, but I didn't ask. I'm sorry. You know, I'll ask you next time. And, and yeah, and I, I do think it's okay if it's a kid who usually likes it, you do it, and then they say no. But I, right. I think the main, the important thing is that if a child says no, then you do it. Or if they're showing any sign of not wanting something that they usually like, right? that you stop doing. It's not that you're not going to make mistakes. Just like, you know, kids, you'll see them push each other because that's what they usually do. And <laughs> right. once in a while, it's like, you right. know, they make a face and the other kid knows, okay, not right. today. But, you know, this conversation could go on. A lot it's a longer. Big topic. It's a big. It's yeah. a huge topic. Mm-hmm. But I really felt like last week it just felt like we needed to talk a little more about it. Yeah. Well, little is the wrong word. And I think it has so, so much to do in order for us to. In some ways, we're talking about letting kids take risks, mm-hmm. and we're talking about that adults have too many fears about things. And even in yep. this case, um, anyone who's working with kids, you should know that it probably nothing's going to happen. But just like we want kids know to know how to get out of a building that's on fire safely. Mm-hmm. We want them to know what to do if it happens, but right. it's still not that it's not likely that it will happen. Right. But that we want to have prepared them for actual risk and how mm-hmm. to mitigate that risk versus mm-hmm. being afraid of strangers or mm-hmm. things like that. So thank you for the conversation. Yeah. I'm sure we'll talk more about consent again mm-hmm. another time because yeah. it's going to come up again the more we talk about bodies. Absolutely. So, uh, thanks a lot. Thanks, thanks Mike. Thanks, thanks Mike. Thank you for listening to Teaching with the Body and Bond. We'll be back again next week with another episode. Music is by Big Wheel Popcorn. You have to go hug grandma. Or, or do they I'm not? Do they hug and kiss their own child? Or yeah, like are they? Like, right. We weren't we weren't a very lovey, affect, physically yeah. affectionate family. So if I was to be like, yeah, go kiss your grandma, like well, I don't even kiss you. What are you talking about? <laughs> right. I'm gonna go kiss her. I see her way less. <laughs>